0: Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. Recently we have been receiving some submissions from regional teams of classroom videos in the hopes of creating new classroom example videos or other trading content for the trading site. It is always great to see kids from around the world speaking English through the power of Grapeseed. I've already identified some clips that I would like to turn into new content, so be on the lookout for some great new videos. While watching... I also noticed some common areas of improvement that I thought would make for a good podcast. If you're listening out there and some of these points apply to you, do some self-reflection and see how you might sharpen your own approach. Let's get right into it. Number 1. Not using the lesson plans. You probably guessed this would be a topic right when you read the title of this podcast. This is certainly a topic we have talked about a lot on this pod over many, many episodes. An easy trap to fall into is to think that you're so skilled as a teacher that you don't need lesson plans and that you can do better. At its core, the lesson plans should be used by everyone, from the brand new, no-experience, fresh-out-of-school young adult to the most skilled long-term veteran. Let me highlight this talking about two videos of teachers not following the lesson plans that I watched that stuck out to me. The first was of a teacher who clearly had roots in English teaching that wasn't grapeseed. While she was trying to get her students to speak, due to a lack of planning, all of her questions became one-word comprehension questions, pointing to pictures on the teaching cards and asking, who is this, or what is this, over and over. Her students were able to answer easily, and you could tell they were hungry for more of a challenge, but it never came. Following the lesson plans here, Would have given the teacher fewer but more impactful questions that slowly increased in complexity over time, providing that needed challenge to her students. Another class I watched started off very well. This particular teacher had a class of bright students who were very comfortable speaking. While the order of components was completely changed around, This teacher started her first few components using the directions in the lesson plan as a base while sometimes tossing in an extra question or two for more of a challenge. Her pacing and the overall effectiveness of the class was high. It didn't stay that way. As the lesson progressed, she stopped following any of the directions in the lesson plans, started asking every student in her class every question, and through that, her pacing slowed. The effectiveness of her teaching at the end of the lesson looked nothing like it had in the beginning. This isn't to criticize this particular teacher. None of us can wing it over a long time with any real success. Sure, we might come up with a great idea or two in the moment, but we won't be planning for progression of learning exposure by exposure without a plan. And even if we've been teaching for several years, we won't know the learning objectives as well as the curriculum team of professionals who designed them. If I were to get back into the Grapeseed classroom in 2023, I would love having the lesson plans. They'd be my baseline, my jumping off point. I don't have to plan for my own 40-minute lesson, a task that would take me at least 30 minutes when I taught. Sign me up. Instead... I could take a fraction of that time to look over the order of components, make note of the key directions and questions, and maybe even take a couple of minutes to think of an extra challenging question or two to add if I had time. Sold. Nikolos has mentioned on the podcast before that the lesson plans aren't there to constrain you, they are there to set you free. I agree wholeheartedly. Let the lesson plans handle the bulk of what you are doing in the classroom. Then... Use your creativity and unique knowledge of your students to enhance the plan. But after your short enhancements, return to the plan, or else you end up making up everything as you go and losing pacing. Number two, forcing recitation of Johnny Bear stories. In the olden days before lesson plans, we would tell teachers at foundation training to tell the Johnny Bear stories five times throughout a unit. The idea being that Johnny Bear's stories contained vocabulary and expressions from the previous unit, so some review was necessary, but not to the level of requiring the same number of exposures as other components. With how many other things to remember there were in FT, this was something forgotten by most and students usually only had exposure to Johnny's stories when they did their REP. Nowadays, the lesson plans include Johnny Bear stories with proportionally higher rates of exposure than in the past. However, there are a couple key factors that keep these story dictionaries separate from the other components. They still aren't taught as often as other things in your lesson plan, and because they are trying to review the previous unit, they are typically longer with a lot more language packed in. A common issue I have seen is teachers trying to set their expectations for Johnny Bear stories like they would for other stories in the current unit. Maybe your class can typically handle reciting some pages of stories on their own by the middle of a unit. That's great, but it is extremely rare for students to have that same level of mastery with Johnny Bear stories. The lesson plan directions typically reflect this. You will see more teacher-centered instructions for Johnny Bear stories than normal stories as a unit progresses. Remember, The end goal of all grapeseed components is to get students using the language in the components to communicate naturally. It is not to have them memorize the scripts of all stories and the lyrics of all words and songs. Often, students will be able to do this memorization, but it is simply a nice bonus on the way to our true objective. If your students don't seem very confident or accurate reciting Johnny Bear stories, it is okay for them to simply listen to you tell the story expressively even if you were on lesson 30. In some of the videos that I watched, the teacher was trying so hard to draw the language out of their students. Students that were called on struggled, so the teacher slowed down to try to get the students to recite with them. In the end, pacing slowed, students didn't get pure input and modeling from their teacher when they needed more of it, and their affective filters went up. This is not to say that you shouldn't try to give your students challenges if you think they might be able to handle them. Give them a challenge, but also be ready to change your approach if they can't handle it. In the previous example, if a student can't confidently and accurately recite the page, it's better to stop and have everyone listen than it is to force them to continue on struggling. Them not being able to recite on their own means that they need more input and modeling. That's fine. Give that to them. Number 3. Using a pointer for shared reading I saved the shortest tip here for last. Admittedly, I may be stricter on this particular topic than your average coach, but using a pointer for poems and big books should be such a baked-in habit that it feels weird if you don't use one. Using a pointer draws attention better to what you're pointing at while also blocking less of the text. If you have multiple learning areas in your classroom, have a pointer at each one. I generally used to teach in dress shirts, and that front pocket on my chest was really convenient for holding a pointer, as long as I didn't let it fly out during action activities. Make it a routine, like brushing your teeth, which I hope is a routine baked into your daily schedule. You don't really think, oh, right, I have to brush my teeth. You just do it naturally. Same thing here. Whenever there's a poem or a big book around, boom, pointer. Make it happen. As I continue to watch more classroom videos, I may come back to making more of this content in the future. While the coaching process of writing out goals or being asked reflective, insightful questions is a valuable element of teacher support provided by your coach, I find that an occasional message of, hey, do this, or avoid that, is also helpful to keep fundamental grapeseed teaching strong. Send any thoughts or comments to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Everybody knows.